Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time. It's 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast through, uh, service you get your podcast through, by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and Tier 90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, all pushed together, and it, they could well pop up. We, these calls have been um, archived for more than 11 years now, and the last couple of years we've actually been putting in not only the host name and date, but also it's the topics of the calls have been. So if you're looking for a particular host or if you're looking for a particular topic, you'll be able to search it that way. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you dial into 712-775-8972 and when it prompts for the code, put in 910022, you can join us live and we would be thrilled to have you with us. These calls happen um, with a team of us to help support your TR90 lifestyle change. Thrilled to have you along um, with us, and when you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it is that one good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least, at, at least three of those meals, getting seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables, which will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Speaking of fiber, guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we need to be getting about 32 grams of fiber for good digestive health. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum, but if you're not able to do that, take them with your meals because it'll still work. It'll just, it just won't be quite as effective as, if you, as it would be if you could take it 15 to 20 minutes beforehand making sure to get plenty of water to stay hydrated. Um, the current thinking is about one ounce of water or liquid for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water daily. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be just water alone. It could be tea, it could be juice, but realize um, water is your best choice. But, you know, if you're having a clear soup broth, you know that counts as part of your fluid intake. So that is part of your your ounces of uh, fluid to stay hydrated. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. I try to mix it up between weight-bearing and um, aerobic just so that I've got a good balance going on in my system and I can stay good and healthy as I get older. Highly recommend that you do that as well. With that being said, I'm sharing some information today out of a book that's called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, and Obesity, Obesity and Disease by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. Oh, by the way, getting seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night is also 
a really good thing. Clears out, clears um, things out of your systems while you're sleeping because your body does systems resets and then it um, helps store memories and really sets you up for making good decisions the next day. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about defining food addiction, liking, wanting, and needing. And hopefully this will be of some interest to you because we are on this lifestyle change and we want to make sure that it goes and we stick with it. So, look, we all like fast food and why wouldn't we? It's designed to contain the greatest concentration of fat, sugar, salt, and caffeine. And it's placed into a, a small package as possible. Yum! It provides food cheaply, quickly, and without table service. The pretty packaging and restaurant environment increase its salience, the properties that make you want to like it more. Ten years ago, fast food locations in the United States generated more than $125 billion, with a B, which accounts for 15% of sales of the entire United States food industry. But liking it isn't the same as wanting it. And wanting it isn't the same as needing it. Liking is an aesthetic state. You can turn it on and off. As dopamine is released into that NA part of your brain, our consumption of a Big Mac heightens our sense of reward. Then comes the insulin rush that should be the end of it, but when you're insulin resistant, wanting is a psychological state and needing becomes a physiological state. You can't turn it on and off anymore. This is the nature of addiction to any substance of abuse. It's what happens with nicotine, morphine, cocaine, and alcohol. And it happens with food. It can happen to anyone. It can happen to you. Substance dependence in this case, synonymous with addiction, is defined by the American Pediatric Association, or the APA, as a maladaptive pattern of substance abuse leading to clinically significant impairment or distress. There is currently no standardized definition for food addiction, despite many hypotheses in the medical literature. There are seven criteria for substance dependence according to the APA, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and the DSM-IV-TR. The first two are considered psychological, whereas criteria three through seven are considered psychological dependence. All of these are seen as obese, especially those who frequent fast food restaurants to be considered addicted to a substance of abuse, one must meet at least three of the seven. So of the, I'm going to briefly outline what those seven are, and then we're going to jump right into it. First one is tolerance. Second is withdrawal. Third is binging. Fourth is desire or attempts to cut down or quit. Fifth is craving or seeking. Sixth is interference with life. And seven use despite negative consequences. So starting off with number one, tolerance. This is defined as the need for more substance to get the same effect 
or when the same amount of the substance produces less effect with continued use. That Big Mac still generates the dopamine rush, but reward isn't maintained as your insulin won't clear the dopamine from the A part of your brain. Since insulin resistance generates leptin resistance, you can't stop the dopamine neurons in the VTA part of the brain from firing in the first place. So your NA is awash in dopamine and the insulin rush from the meal can't turn it off since your hypothalamus and your NA won't respond to the leptin signal. The drive to eat just keeps going or just keeps coming. And here's the kicker. The more and the longer your NA is exposed to dopamine, the more those D2 receptors are going to be down-regulated after chronic dopamine exposure, the D2 receptors themselves start to disappear. The locks vanish, much to the chagrin of the keys, which have nowhere to go. Now it takes more dopamine to ensure that the few receptors that don't disappear are occupied. You need to eat more Big Macs just to get the level of reward. That's the first one for tolerance. Number two is withdrawal. This is categorized by the physical signs such as tremors and the psychological ones, anxiety and depression, which this occurs due to the lack of dopamine D2 receptor occupancy. In animals, anxiety and depression are indicated by an unwillingness to spend time in a risky environment. In humans, withdrawal is expressed by symptoms of depression and anxiety. If you want to stop eating those Big Macs, your dopamine drops, you're consumed by feelings of anxiety and depression, just like those patients treated with Rimabant, the anti-munchie medicine. The only choice is to increase the dopamine reoccupy those diminished D2 cells, and maintain the vicious cycle of the Big Mac consumption. If you need proof, I suggest you rent the 2004 documentary, Supersize Me. The film's author and star, Morgan Spurlock, began as a reasonably healthy specimen at 6 foot 2 inches and 185 pounds, for a BMI of 23.8 within the normal range. He was eating a reasonably healthy diet. His girlfriend was a vegan chef before beginning a 30-day ordeal of eating every meal at McDonald's. By day 18, he related, relates to the camera, you know, I was feeling awful. I was feeling like S something something T. I feel I was feeling sick and unhappy. Started eating and now I feel great. I feel so great, it's crazy. Mr. Spurlock just described withdrawal. In 18 days, he went from being a person with healthy eating habits to being a fast food addict. So that's withdrawal. Number three is binging. This is defined as an escalation of, the, of intake using a greater amount of the substance or using for a longer duration than intended in animals. This can be measured by an increase 
in the number of times that the animal presses a lever to self-administer a drug, or in the case of a human, continuing to eat after satiety has been achieved. One can easily conceptualize binge drinking. Think of the movie Animal House or your stereotypical chug-a-lug frat guy. But binge eating is harder to define. It is highly subjective. (coughs) Excuse me. Since what a large amount of, to some is not perceived as unusual by others, binge eating disorder includes eating until uncomfortable, eating when not hungry, eating alone due to shame, feeling disgusted, depressed, or guilty after overeating and marked distress over the binging. Many affected people will continue to consume massive amounts of food, such as an entire sheet cake, alone and in the dark of their kitchen with massive shame. And I think that's as far as I'm going to get today. On Monday, I'm going to be picking up desire for attempts to cut down or quit, craving or seeking, and interference with life, and despite negative consequences. So we will pick that pick up four through seven of these things. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, you will hear one of our leaders sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. I am going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other, and I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have. And hopefully I didn't overload you with too much scientific reasons why we should be making this a good, healthy lifestyle change. This is Susan Mann for December 15th, 2022, signing out. Well, there we have it, my friends. How we can get into a whole castle of trouble in a short period of time. Yeah, those McDonald's fries can get you too. Well, and it's and it's not just McDonald's. It's all of the fast food companies have put things in there to make us want them more. Right. It is, and so I try to avoid them whenever possible. But sometimes it just can't be done. So as a once in a while treat it's okay, but realize you gotta get right back off in the wagon and be eating healthy. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. That you will. I will be back tomorrow, and we'll have you up tomorrow for one of our wonderful um, meditations to get our weekend off to a fabulous start. Okay. All righty. You have a good day. Oh, I will, and I hope that you have a great start to your Hanukkah this weekend. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Sunday. We'll be on yep, the road. Well, actually, we'll be Ah, well, that's still on the road because it's away from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there is that. There is that. Okay. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, and uh, 
and you have a good day and get that little doggy all packed up to go to his new new place to be. Yes, I am definitely going to do that because she sent me a whole list because I offered to do that because I didn't want her to have to worry about it or her friend to come in and go, now where is this? Now where is that? Where is I figured since I've been dealing with all the stuff, I can turn around it all up and get it ready to go. So there it is. Well, in two minutes at the top of the hour, um, scoot over to Facebook, Team, One Team Global Live, my friends. 